Welcome to another episode of Team Upside Talks. Today we are fortunate enough to have Omari on the podcast. Me and Omari go way back. <laughs> um, and I think, I think I'm going to start this podcast with a short story of how we first met. So once upon a time, not too long ago, around the, the start of 2018, I was walking off a bus and a young man tapped me on the shoulder. <laughs> yes, that young man was Omari. <laughs> and he asked me, do I know you from somewhere? He's obviously a natural extrovert um, and we didn't know each other at that point of time. But that one question led to a longer conversation and that longer conversation led to the birth of a new friendship. <laughs> so me and Damari have been close friends for over two years now. Um, and he was actually the first person I spoke to about my ideas for Team Upside. He's been a volunteer from day one and he is now Team Upside's one and only treasurer. So let's give it up to our guest today, man like Omari. Uh, <laughs> you sound like you're speaking at my wedding or something. Come on, man. Listen, this, <laughs> this is only the intro, so you just get, oh, ready, get ready for your wedding, man. Um, but yeah, so to all of those listening, maybe for the first time, this podcast is all about listening to and learning from other people's journey through education. So without further ado, question number one, how would you describe the kind of secondary school you went to? Secondary school I went to, I'd say was quite... It was it was mixed. It mixed views in terms of um, like education and atmosphere and the culture that it had. Um, so I actually went to two secondary schools. I went to uh, one in Southall, which is where I lived in London for a long time, um, and I stayed in that one from year seven to a part like parts of year eight, not for that long. And I absolutely hated it there. Like it, it wasn't a good school. They didn't support you academically. I didn't feel pushed at all. My mom never wanted me to go to that school, and she had pushed for me to go to a different school, Hammersmith Academy, but I didn't get in because I wasn't in the catchment area. So it took um, about a year and a half on the waiting list for them to accept me into the school. I remember as soon as my mom had found out, she pulled me out of that school mid-math lesson and said, we got you in Hammersmith Academy. And like, she was really happy, like celebrating. And it wasn't even like a, a special school or anything. It wasn't like private or, um, selective or anything in that way it was just a lot better than the school I went to in Southall I was expecting it to be like really good really supportive pushing me towards my like like best potential not to say that it didn't but I was just a bit underwhelmed when I arrived there mm -hmm. and an important thing to note about this school was that um, it was a new school so there was no years above so the year sevens were the oldest year there um, eight, nine, ten, eleven, empty, and then you had sixth form. So, one thing I noticed about that school is that we didn't really have any like older role models to look up to, mm. or to keep us in place. Like a lot of us were like arrogant, big-headed, blah blah, because we didn't have those older years like coming Oxford for the ball and then kicking <laughs> it away. You yeah, know, like yeah, ones yeah. that you get in Villiers or or whatever. So it was really interesting in that sense. But to tie it back to education they did give me one, like a lot of opportunities, which is something that I wouldn't have if I'd stayed in Southall. Just one to mention would be like, when I was in year eight or nine, um, I was given the opportunity to go to Ghana um, on an African gifted, talented, like uh, kind of like event, because mm -hmm. the guy who built our school had built a school in Ghana and like invited like five of us down. So, yeah, to wrap it all up, I would just say like it was a good school, a lot of opportunities, but I think that's relative to the school I went to before. 
obviously the experience of going abroad for an international trip relative to the kind of the lack of opportunities at your at your first school it paints a very stark difference yeah it's, it's crazy how like your your area can like determine your mm-hmm. your life opportunities especially mm-hmm. when it comes to education mm-hmm. um i mean it's called a postcode lottery like where yeah. you're born where you grow up can determine your future and i think that's what's so good about team upside is like we're, we're trying to tackle that we're trying to give resources to people who would otherwise be like unable to access them mm-hmm. exactly exactly but as well as the opportunities that you were exposed to you obviously need to have the right attitude to, to, to seize those opportunities and to make the most of those opportunities so what i'm interested to know amari is how your attitude towards education changed from year seven to year 13 like paint that journey for us i never really had a problem with education i always appreciated it and understood like what it could do for you but that being said i wasn't a student who always worked super hard like um i was i was very capable but i never really pushed myself to like to the top level and that's something i regret in hindsight because if i put a lot of if i put more focus in like fundamentals especially in maths and english I would see the difference now because there are simple things like spelling and, and basic multiplication that I still struggle with to mm-hmm. this day. And so my attitude towards education kind of evolved in a way that I began, began to appreciate it and, and nurture my own education more as I grew up, as I began to really understand its like importance. Because like you're told like you have to go to school, you have to do your homework, you have to revise. But I don't think you actually understand why until you're in like year 11 12 13 and you start to realize i actually need to do well to get to uni to get a good job blah blah blah. exactly exactly and something that comes to mind that i definitely know you're you're going to relate with because we've had this conversation before spanish gcse (laughs) like (laughs) i wish and i know you wish we took way more i mean we took that opportunity and we really seized it because imagine being able to speak another language right now. Like it would be such a, a gift. Um, and we kind of missed that opportunity completely. Yeah. But these are the types of things you can only learn with, with, with hindsight. Mm. Um, but moving on, you mentioned earlier on in the conversation, the opportunity to go to Ghana because you were part of the gifted and talented group. What mm. I'd be interested to know is are there any other, achievements of yours that really stand out for you that you're quite proud of achieving i would say one thing that i'm really proud about is my maths a level grade i got an a but to put that in context i was told i would get a d or a c no way in year 12 yeah and that's because like i I remember i said before that i hated maths and i promised myself i would never do it again but when i found out i had to like do maths a level for my for my degree uh, which is economics like i was i was like damn i, I gotta fix up i gotta be better at maths so i remember i would stay off the school um almost every day um and teach myself maths and 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 try work as hard as i could just to improve and the progress was was slow but after i got into like like got the ball rolling and got in momentum i started noticing the difference like pretty quickly and i realized that i was actually now ahead of my peers and doing a lot better than i was i was predicted to do in the end, I got um, an A in AS and then an A in, in the final paper. But yeah, that's something I'm really proud of because it just shows like when you put your mind to, to something, mm-hmm. you work hard, you can achieve it. Yeah. And despite like what everybody says that you might get, you can still do it if you're determined to do it, to do it yourself. 
And that's not to say that my teachers put me down. I think it's just like the fact that they might feel like they have more experience than you because they've, they've been a teacher for a certain amount of time and they can see where students are going. But you don't have to be that student that they think you are. You can be whatever you want to be as long as you put the mind, your mind to it. As cliche as it sounds, it's just true. 100%. So you've mentioned the fact that there were some teachers and just the school in general kind of had expectations for you that were below what you kind of expected of yourself. Um, were there any teachers or role models during your time at school that really helped you along the way? And why were they so helpful and valuable to you as a student? Um, but when I was younger, I would say my GCSE geography teacher, Mr. Saunders, shout him out. Um, he, was, he was really good at like, you know, just pushing students and making everybody like fall in love with geography. Because so I know a lot, a lot of people will say that he's the best teacher they've ever been taught by. And I would actually agree. Um, I'd also say um, Mr. Ali, who was my maths teacher at GCSE, was a, was a good help, um, great push. What was it about Mr. Saunders? What made him so good? He had a good balance between like someone who was enthusiastic and clearly loved his subject, but also had like a lot of discipline mm. in, in, in both the way he taught and the way like um, he like he handled situations. So like he wouldn't go off topic himself. That's what I meant by discipline. But he also like disciplined us. We were silent in his class. Like there was no noise. Like this guy had us patterned like from, from very <laughs> young. So the thing is like everyone who thinks like the best teacher, but this contrast with Mr. Ali, because Mr. Ali's the math teacher was was loud, funny, making jokes all the time. Yeah. And Mr. Saunders was a serious guy, but you learned and you cared about the subject a lot more. Mm, mm. And I feel like that has been instilled um in me to this day about geography. Um like it's still a subject that I love to bits and I wish I, I did at uni sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I just think the right teacher can make you want to learn and want to improve. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I, and I feel like the comparison and the contrast between Mr. Ali and then your geography teacher shows that there's not one style that works for everyone. Yeah. Different teachers have different styles and they have their pros and cons. So moving on, a question that comes to mind is you've talked about some of your achievements. You've talked about some of your mentors. But big reason why we Team Upside wanted to record these podcasts is to make our lives and our journeys much more transparent we wanted to make it more realistic for our listeners to really know the details of our journey and with every journey there are challenges there are setbacks there are failures so my question for you Amari is can you maybe share a story of a time when you failed at school? Okay, um, so in my first year of uni um, at Oxford, I, I failed a paper. Um, this paper was um, horrible. I hated it. And so it was financial management and that was broken into financial analysis and financial reporting. So that's accounting, that's uh, financial models. It's, it's like the nitty gritty of, of, of finance. And there, there, I think there are two reasons why, why I failed at it. One, I wasn't interested. And two, I put in no effort. So obviously when you have that kind of combination, it's toxic, you're not gonna learn, and you're not gonna improve, you're not gonna do well. And I feel like the reason why those two reasons, reasons were like there was to do with me. Because once I failed, and to put this in context, I had to retake it. And if I failed again, I'd be kicked out of Oxford. Mm-hmm. And 
Ooh, you know, that's that's not a good look. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the reasons why that was there was down to me, like me not putting in the effort and not willing, being willing to learn. So once I um, like forced myself to go through the lecture slides, to to practice papers, to learn more about the subject and truly understand it, that's when I began to appreciate it. And that's when I began to enjoy it. Because I feel like sometimes the lack of motivation and the unwillingness to learn comes from, for me personally, a fear. And that fear comes from not knowing. Once you understand what you're learning and how that all connects and how that all clicks together, you begin to appreciate like the beauty of a subject. Right, yeah. Not that finance is beautiful because it's not. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. really not. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting, you know? Um, so I feel like that that was something that was a big, like I was really stressed about that. Like I thought I wasn't going to get into Oxford anymore. I was going to get kicked out of Oxford. But once you put in like the effort and you work hard for things, you start to see a change and you do well. And I did really well on the paper. Yeah, man. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like it's really important for people to get a realistic and just an honest and somewhat vulnerable take on people's journey because you, you know how it is on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, we just get the highlight reel. We don't yeah. really get the truth. So thank you for being honest um, and sharing that with our listeners. So moving on, during your time in school and secondary school in particular, if you could change one thing about the way you were taught or what you were taught, what would it be? I think especially with everything, everything going on right now, I think it's important to address like the systematic injustices and discrimination that people of colour face but specifically black people at this moment in time, which will not actually this moment in time, it's for a long time, which has been ongoing. And I think part of the resistance to understand this or sympathize or even empathize on a human level with black people is a lack of education from the wider population. So I think it would be a lot better if people understood history a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that I don't know enough of because like I said before, I took geography, GCSE, and then A-level. And the history that I did learn in year seven was not adequate enough. Um, and, in, and in primary school, it's not adequate. So moving on, you've mentioned how you were happy at the time with your GCSE results. And you were happy that you had managed to go from a D prediction in maths to an A. So what I'd be interested to know, and what I'm sure our listeners would be interested to know, is first of all, what GCSEs and A-levels did you take? And what was your process of revision during GCSE and during A-level? And how did that process change? So I took, okay, for GCSEs, we'll start with that. I took maths, further maths, um, English, Lit, and Lamb, obviously, um, triple science, geography, economics, and Spanish, and PE. Mm-hmm. Um, so my revision in GCSE and A-level was actually quite similar. I would say a lot of it was um, for maths, practice, repetition, and more practice. For, for English, reading really helps, whether that's the textbook that you're studying or outside the textbook. It's just overall very beneficial to your writing, your reading, and comprehension. And then for sciences, again, the textbook, you have to like read the textbook, memorize the textbook, rewrite the textbook, and also understand what you're, you're doing. Uh, as, a, as a big thing for, for science and, and um, maths, I would say, understanding 
what you're memorizing because it will help you to understand like memorize it essentially um because I'm, I'm one of those people that i can't i literally can't do maths i can't remember a formula unless i understand each component of the formula mm. i have to break it down i have to be able to derive it otherwise it's not going to stay in my head because it's just going to be a picture to me mm-hmm. um so understanding like what i'm actually learning is really important to me i definitely think that as you move on to a level and the content gets harder and you move on to university you can't afford to just memorize because it's i mean it's not going to always apply in different contexts but yeah thank you for sharing that bro so moving on to your time at university now so you ended up choosing to study economics and management so what i'd be interested to know is why did you choose that course um, so the, the way I looked at it was I, I tried to think about what job I wanted to do in the future. And then I also looked at what subjects I enjoyed. So for me, from a, from surprisingly, from a young age, I, I remember wanting to be a banker. And I don't know why. I think it was because I had a friend in primary school and he was telling me about investment banking and how much money they make. And I, I had no clue what that was. And I still, I still don't really know what that is now. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to be a banker too, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what that was. Um, So I held that thought in my head for a long, long time. And I also picked up economics at GCSE because of it. And then I started to enjoy economics. And so I was like, wow, I like economics and I want to do banking. What should I do as a degree? Probably economics. And I knew that I wanted to aim high. So I was looking at um, Cambridge or Oxford. But I figured that Oxford would be easier to get into because they didn't ask for further maths. And my relationship with maths was quite tenuous. So I was like, no, I'm going to pick Oxford. Um, so that's how I ended up doing economics and management at Oxford. Nice. <laughs> I think that's such an honest and like <laughs> such an honest answer that I, you know what? No more needs to be said. No more needs to be said. Yeah. I think it's, I think you've touched on a really crucial point actually about like, having an idea of where you want to be in 10, 20 years time, and then just reverse engineering that process to mm. figuring out what you need to do in order to get to that place. And it, you mean, whether you want to be a banker, a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, there are routes that make your journey more smooth. There are certain decisions that impact the shape of your journey. So I think it's really important to take that lesson away from what you just said. I think, I think also it's important to acknowledge well, that the idea that they make the journey more smooth but that's not necessarily the only route that you can take Mm -hmm. like i think it's important to double check when you're making these decisions because i I know if you want to be a lawyer you don't necessarily have to do a law degree you know you can do a conversion course afterwards so i would prioritize always on a subject that you would enjoy more than a subject that you think will be beneficial to you in the future because as i've mentioned before if you don't enjoy it you're going to find it very difficult to do well in because you're going to have no motivation to revise. You're going to have no motivation to learn and it's just going to make your life a whole lot harder. That's wisdom right there. Um, Cool. So we've come towards the end of our conversation and we're going to finish it off with a big question. So take a breath, get ready for this one. The question is, Omari, what does education mean to you? Um, okay, I'll give you an unpolished answer, a bit cheesy, but I will say education means freedom because it gives you options, it gives you um, understanding, and it gives you power in a way. Once you collect knowledge, you're empowering yourself 
to like navigate any space that you want to mm. you give yourself like one thing that i i was very lucky to have was options and that's because i worked hard mm. when i was choosing my um sixth form i had loads of choice because loads of sixth forms accepted me um when i applied to uni i got a fair amount of, of offers from unis because i had like good grades you know um so having options is so important and it, the freedom to choose where you want to go in life cannot be understated and you only get that freedom through knowledge and education.